Are you well? I am fantastic, Park Grimes. This is a this is the wrong day for us. This is a Thursday. I'm We're daddy. Out. I'm daddy daycare in the bit out here with three kids downstairs roaming free. So God knows what way this will go. If, if you hear chaos and then absolute silence, I just put the microphone on mute <laughs> just to get away. Just to get away, and you can just take over it like calm the calm the sea, calm the storm. Well, I didn't speak a while pay last week, so I'm, I'm due a bit of a bit of chatting. You're. Oh. Nailed out last week. I was out nailed. I and no. a bit of the a bit of the feedback that we got was a, a load of people actually that I didn't wasn't aware listened to the podcast said that they thought it was a really good a really good listen. And then I I sort of get in the complex. Is that because this is the <laughs> the the one so far that I've spoke the least in? <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on a minute. I might just tap nail up to see is he interested in doing a, a nail times two pod. <laughs> Yeah, there's a I hopefully correlation and causation aren't the same thing here, but yeah. yes, it was um it was good and I keep an eye on how many people are listening and there was an increase so people did share it and that is much appreciated and I hope that there was something to gain from listening to the conversation we had with Al and it's sort of we were thinking that we might try and aim to get someone with a, a higher level of expertise maybe on a little bit regular, a bit more regular, once a month even maybe, because we, we obviously had Yarathon and we've had an add-on and we've spoke about getting more guests, but we're a bit lackadaisical in, in sorting it. So I think maybe moving forward in 2023, we'll try and get someone in every uh, five or six episodes just to, to give everyone a, an opportunity to not be, be <laughs> browned off by us. I know it was a meaty conversation last week and I've uh, off the back of that, I've had a lot of meaty conversations with, and it, it has, then I'm not going to lie. It's been all men. It's been all fellas um, who have chatted to, and they took a lot from it. They they took it as the green light that maybe they'd been waiting. They, they took it as the green light. Maybe they didn't even know they were waiting for um, to chat about things and saying, ah, you know what? I fucking, things have been tight going up in the head. <laughs> like, and they're, the, the conversation would just go and like and I all I wanted to do was uh, basically say that there was there was space there for you to have them conversations. There's not you don't have to start like as men especially. I don't know if you're the same as me, but I tend to try and fix things whenever like Shannon comes home and there's an be problems at work or problems whatever, just anything at all. And I, I jump straight into fixer mode. And you whenever you're having problems or whatever's happening in your life. Sometimes you just need somebody to listen. Sometimes you just need somebody to sit back and say, you know what, that that's tough. That is hard. That's shit. That's, that's, I'm sorry you're going through that. And like, I'm here for, to listen if you need me to. I'm not going to try and give you advice because I'm not living that thing and I'm not going through it. Um, but I'm here to listen to everything you've got to say and, and to hear you and see you. And, and that's what people need. And men especially maybe don't realize that that's some of what they need. Um, so it's good to have that conversation. And we'll have Niall back on again because he is doing... a deeper level of study in mindfulness. So we'll get him back on and, and, and rake over the topic of mindfulness. And we have another question as well that we didn't get covered as well. Yeah. And if if anybody has got to this point of the podcast and is still listening, <laughs> because Nell Hollywood's audio is, is pausing and then speeding up and he speaks quite fast at the best of times, but we had you in turbo charge there a few times. 
So that must be my internet. Hopefully that levels out a wee bit. You have, I, I, it could just be nervous energy. You know, it mightn't be nothing to do with your the internet. It could be nervous energy just by osmosis speeding up how you're speaking because you have a big fight night coming up, don't you? Ah, well, there's a big fight night come up. It's not, it's not big in my calendar. Like it's just another day in the in the day in the life of <laughs> of the warrior that is Niall Hollywood. Like I, I, I keep forgetting this isn't one of those wind up videos that you're making me do. This is just a bug. This is just a chat. Uh, you're allowed to. Yes, you're allowed which to none of the other fighters the, will probably ever listen to. So let the guard down. It's, the uh, it's, it's shaping up. I'm seeing a lot of the the behind the scenes, and I've been involved in one of these before. It's there's a lot of work to it. There's a fair amount of work, and it hats off to everyone who's taking part in organising. There's going to be 600, 650 people there on the night watching 13 fights. And yeah, fair play. Good on you. I've, I'm confident you'll walk away with the big W. I hope you, <laughs> you <don't>. reckon? <laughs> aye, oh, aye. It'll be a good slagging, slagging match at the next uh-huh. podcast. I'll be cheering for you. Cheering for you to get That's a good the, the tight I'm re- I'm really looking forward to it. I I, I could date Hayden. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'll be honest with you. Like I've, I've I'm under no illusions. I'm 36 years of age. My glory days are behind me. But it's nice to have dusted off the cobwebs and and to get back into the rhythm of things. And you do you get a wee spark of competition about you, and you get the bit between your teeth, and you think this is this is good fun. I remember I remember doing this and being being alright at it when I was younger. So it's nice to get back into the ring and and wind back the years. Now, that sort of leads me on to what we're going to chat about today. Because <clears throat> you messaged me about two weeks ago after you had a real good night sparring, and you were just saying, thank you for dragging me into this, Meyer, because I missed, I forgot how much I loved boxing, boxing training and the whole lot. And I was out yesterday morning. We are doing a sunrise hike on Sunday morning. So I was out just early to get a feel for when it actually starts getting bright. Because according to Google... It's two minutes past eight, but 100% it's brighter before that. So I was just out on the dander and I remembered how much and how much I got from walking and a bit of fresh air and out in the forest. Like in the summertime or even this time last year, I had started doing a, say, a half hour walk around the forest between finishing up with the morning sessions and taking the kids to school. And it made me feel so much better between outside time, a bit of exercise, fresh air and sunlight. So the topic today is why are you not doing that thing, you dick? So why do you think you stopped boxing, you dick? Oh, well, I have a very simple reason why I stopped boxing. I chose football over boxing at that point in my life. Um, when I was younger, I, I did both and I tried to... Maintain both for as long as I could, but uh, as Greencastle rose through the ranks and became a, a force to be reckoned with in Division One and and conquered all comers, as you well know from our history, like it just became more and more implausible to to keep up the two at a high level. So I had to choose one, and back you often think like, oh, if you had a cap at it, what could you have achieved? But now nah, you can't really. It's like that sliding doors thing where you, the two lives diverged. You can't really live both at the same time. You're gonna have to pick. You're gonna have to pick, make a choice at some stage. But no, pick I've, your, I've definitely said pain. that I'm gonna keep boxing. Hi, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep boxing going now. I'm enjoying them. And one of the things I'm enjoying actually is just being part of a club and being part of 
like a, a group, even though everybody's fighting individually, they do fight as a team and they go to competitions together, they support each other. They're all MMA lads and I'm the only one that's just doing boxing, I think, but I'll keep at it. And I might, you never know, I might, I might start kicking people then too. I'll be hugging you yet. I'll be getting a good hug, tight hug around the neck of you yet. That's coming. That's coming. Right. I'm mad to get a hug of me, boy. Uh, so for anybody listening, do you get any sunshine in the morning? Because according to men who are a lot smarter than us, the Huberman Lab is a... Big is Huberman a, is right. Yeah, Huberman. Check him out. His uh, He dissects quite complex scientific theories into layman's terms and basically gives you a few to put them in a, a very, very simple way, life hacks. <clears throat> and one of the biggest ones that he's a proponent of is morning sunshine. So pre-10 a.m., get outside and get get that vitamin D sunlight. And just it helps with your circadian rhythm. It helps with your just your mental health, your your sleep that evening. Everything is hugely improved if you can get outside and get a little bit, just a little bit of AM sunshine. So don't be a dick. Get outside in the mornings. That's the first thing that may fall into the category of, why are you not doing that? I, I think whenever you mentioned this topic, I picked you up wrong on it. And it was like, why do people struggle to do? I thought you were gonna, we we're going to go at it from why do people struggle to do the things that we know we should do. But sometimes you don't even, like a lot of people might not even know that, might not even know that the benefits of getting sunlight early in the day and, and resetting that circadian rhythm and, and, uh, just sort of honoring our tribal ancestry of get up when it's sunlight and go to bed when it's sundown and, and, and keeping the body healthy that way. So if you didn't know, now you know, um, and you can get it into your daily routine. Sometimes I look at these people who, who post their morning routines and I look at them and I say, you clearly are single and have no children. And, and that's all right and but i would love to see a guy who i, I like i'd love to like because I, I don't have a, a morning routine because there's mornings where i don't work and there's mornings where i do work so the two mornings look slightly different um i'm actually probably more structured on the mornings that i'm working on the mornings that i'm not working it's just about getting my kids to school on time and making sure everybody's fully dressed including myself um <laughs> but yeah i like this i like this idea of of calling people out on, on things that you should be doing. But again, if you didn't know the benefit of these things, you might be, you might be given a pass, but now you know you can implement it. Well then I'll give, I'll, I'll ask the question that everyone will be aware of. Why are you not more consistent with your training and your diet? You dick. Because we're all, we all love like a new training program or a new place to train or a new training partner. And we'll tip away until the novelty wears off. And then we might go from three sessions a week to two sessions a week. And we might drip down to one because there's something on the TV or there's a match on that you want to watch. And then you'll go with your ones. And then you'll wonder why you're not progressing. And the same with the diet. You'll eat well, maybe for a week or two. And maybe you'll have a weekend where you're not going out for feeds or drinks or anything. And you'll see a bit of progress. You'll feel better. Your energy will be up. You might be a bit leaner. And then you'll... You'll go and undo a lot of your progress by taking a belly full of drink and going out for an absolute burster of a feed and then a takeaway the next day. And then the cycle continues. 
So why why are you not more consistent with how you approach things on the macro level? You know, zoom out for a year, across a year, like we said on uh, our sort of 2023 goals, one of my was to do 100 sessions of jiu-jitsu, so two a week. Like that's me trying my best to just keep putting two peas into the machine so that the the penny drops really and that compound interest shows in a year's time why do you think more people don't stick with it i think we're i think we're wide bad at judging the benefit of something over the long term compared to noticing the short-term gratification of something so we see the short-term gratification of sitting on the sofa and finishing a Netflix series instead of going to the gym because that feels good in the moment. But we fail to recognize the long-term benefit of getting up and doing that session. Am I going turbo on you again? You're zooming in and out here the whole time, but um, I'm content to keep going. As long as you're all right, that's all you're worried about. As long as they can hear me, <laughs> I don't give a shit if they can hear that dick. Um, I... I, like, I think it's, it is, it's, it's our inability to see the bigger picture and to see the benefit and, and to, to delay the gratification and that, that feeling of, of reward. Um, ultimately, the reward of a healthier lifestyle of training and eating better is, is felt in the day to day, long term. Whenever you're sticking to it and you sometimes take that for granted because it's not glaringly obvious every day because it becomes a new way of being. You feel good. You feel, you don't feel sore. Yeah. Your body feels, like ready and praying, ready to go. You have more energy. You get up with a wee bit of more zest in the morning. But you live with that for a week. And you need to start to take it for granted. Whereas you're sitting watching a Netflix series and the wee bar comes up, go to the next episode or whatever it is that it says. And straight away you're thinking, I'm watching that episode. Sure, what, what would I be going to bed for? Like, sure, I'll be grand in the morning. Six hours is plenty or five hours is plenty. I'll feel grand. Sure, I'll just go to bed tomorrow night bit earlier and then inevitably maybe you don't and it's just a it's a wee cycle you get into of putting the short-term uh, pleasure ahead of the long-term gain now this is a, f- a funny that you go you, you're coming at it with that justification because <clears throat> the next thing that i wanted to sort of point out was why are we so willing to sacrifice the present to obtain happiness or success in the future you know, why will we work really, really hard, maybe at the detrimental relationships or time or energy now for something that we see ourselves gaining in the future? So <clears throat> instead of just being present and having happiness now, we're, we're thinking, nah, I'll not bother about my current happiness because I think I might be happier when I get this done, it's never the way either. Like whenever you get to the top of the mountain, it's just, well, what's the next mountain to claim? You never fucking stand about and really soak it in. So why do you think we're so, so quick to live in the future instead of be in the present? I, I don't, I, I've seen a fair bit of this about, and I've done, I've been guilty of it myself and I've, and I've read a fair bit about it. There's a great, I think I mentioned it before. Anyway, Moga Dot's book about solve or happy. I think he mentions in it like we're wild we're wild poor judges of what actually will 
bring us happiness. Like as human beings, we're very we're very pure judges of what is it that's actually going to make me happy. So we tend to sometimes aim at the wrong things. We aim for things that seem like they should make us happy and maybe societally or a society maybe holds up these things as the pinnacles of when you have this, you will be happy. So maybe we were led into that belief a wee bit and we, we bought into it. So sometimes we sacrifice our, our presence and our, our present moment awareness for in the pursuit of something that we're told will make us happy and we bought into it. So there's an element of that. And I think the last point I just made there was was about short-term gratification. So it's sort of the opposite of this, which is, I think there's maybe a, there's, there has to be a middle a middle ground, knowing what ultimately will make you happy. So if I look at the, the last example of why do people struggle to stay on a training regime or an eating plan or whatever they're trying to do, it's because maybe they're not tuned into what it is that actually they're trying to achieve and, and why that's going to ultimately make them healthier or happier. Like, if I'm training regularly and eating well, it's because I want to feel better. Like my, I want my body to feel better. I want my energy levels to be feel, feeling better, and I want to, I want to feel like I'm an active part of my own life, and I'm a, I'm a key player in how I feel. Like I'm not going to leave that up to chance. So there's a fine balance between sacrifice and everything now for long term gain and short-term gratification and forgetting about the long-term future nail there has to be a middle ground there i have to be tuned uh, in it, was, it is a it's a difficult place what it is that i want that's going to make me happy and there's a, a quote from alex hormozy he's he's worth following on twitter if you've ever came across him he's worth like a hundred million he's a entrepreneur he's i think he just he basically buys businesses and makes them more profitable and he I think he's 33 and he said <clears throat> something along the lines of I would treat all my wealth that I have acquired by the time I'm 50 to be 33 again and I think it's a it's a reminder that you know one thing that you can never get back is is the, ta- the seconds that tick by and to to value them maybe a slightly slightly higher. Now that's not to say that you don't have a goal and work hard toward that goal because it's for the greater good. It's sort of like you were saying there, it's raising your standards, it's raising your capacity to go and enjoy life even more. But sometimes it can be misplaced. Sometimes it can be something that's you're just barking up the wrong tree because you think this is what success looks like if it's zeros in the bank account or air miles or or whatever. And this, again, I actually did put a bit of planning into my points today. This flows nicely into my next my next sort of uh, self-reflection as to things, why are you not doing? So we've we've spoke about identity lots. It's a, it's a key pillar in how we sort of understand the way of the world. But what I've came to appreciate is that there's a sort of a lag period between how you perceive yourself and what the rest of the world sees. And for you to get, to, to shorten the lag, you need to be able to, take pause every now and again and zoom out and, and actually appreciate what you're doing and what you've done to get to the point of where you are. So 
for retired footballers, it takes them a little bit of time to accept that they are no longer an athlete, a part of a team. Um, you know, there's there's elements of who they were for a long time that are no longer present in their lives. And it does take a little while, unless they're totally switched on and self-aware and have maybe been planning for their retirement. It takes them a year or two to catch up with the reality of what they are now. Parenthood is another one. And I, I've talked to a lot of parents, and this will be more in your wheelhouse now, but I, I've talked to a lot of parents who have had children or who are still maybe six months to ten months, twelve months. They're still they're still young, they're babies. And I can relate to this myself. It's almost like <clears throat> I thought it would feel different straight away. I thought having a child would make me a parent. But you know, you've lived your life not fulfilling this role of of being a parent, being the primary caregiver, having this person who 100% relies on you. So you can't, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And I think that's maybe a conversation that's not spoke about enough either, that you have to allow yourself to grow into the, the responsibility and accept that it's, it's not just for, some people aren't natural. I definitely wasn't a natural parent. Like, and I think we as coaches are so used to dealing with adult, deep, heavy themes of struggle that we don't then cut our children any slack because they're only kids and their brains aren't even fucking quarter developed. And that's us who are who are trained and skilled up and tooled with this expertise in 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 you know psychological issues that people have day to day life. And we're still uh, me just speaking personally, really fucking knocking my head off the wall as to how this is so so tough to be a parent. But it takes a little while for who you are and what you are to align. And I think the the more you can, the sh- the shorter the gap, the shorter the lag, the shorter the lag. Much like Niall's connection on this fucking podcast today, if he had a shorter lag, it'd be easier to listen to. <laughs> but I think if you're struggling with who you are right now, in whatever capacity, a lot of the time you see this with people who find success like they get a promotion or something goes viral and there's a lot of people looking at them now and they're like, what is going on here? I feel like an imposter. I am a fraud. But it takes a bit of time. And within that, you have to appreciate. Uh, and again, I am talking a little bit more here because his Niall's connection is so poor. So forgive me for that. But people who have lost a lot of weight, still see themselves as that heavy person for quite a while until they realize, no, no, this is me now. So if if you're someone who you're, you're feeling like you're seeing yourself through a lens that nobody else does, maybe, maybe you're looking at the wrong person. Maybe you're looking at who you were instead of who you are. There, I'll pass the baton over now. You can speak. Hopefully it doesn't fucking go fast forward again. I'll I'll be honest with you. I'm hearing about uh, nine out of every ten words you say, but I'm 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 keeping up with you fairly well. Like so far, I like I think a lot of what you're talking about there comes down to expectation management as well. I actually listened to something Tyson Fury was talking about about how after he beat Vladimir Klitschko and became the world champion, 
it was the worst one of the worst time nights of his life and it was one of the worst times of his life because he'd spent all of his life working towards something and trying to achieve something and when he finally got it he felt like he had nothing else left there was nothing else left for him so his life felt empty um and i think that was maybe just a poor expectation management maybe on his behalf because he maybe just didn't look beyond i don't know maybe he didn't expect to ever actually achieve the goal of becoming world champion but once he had achieved it he had nothing left to, to achieve and he, he didn't know how to view himself and he was world champion but he knew there was no mountain left to climb there's nothing nothing there for him now that's not that was more speaking to your last point um but i i completely get what you were what you're talking about and again i suppose it's expectation management on, on our behalf when we look at ourselves and say well go into go into each situation with your eyes open like when it comes to becoming a parent we, we none of us know what we're doing like none of us have a clue what we're doing unless we're very switched on and we go seeking expertise and advice and read books and and the right type of books um we go into it completely blind and unprepared and usually what we end up doing is trying to parent the way that our parents parented us which if you're any age which you're going to be if you're a parent it's out of date information already straight away you're working with out of date information because it's I became a parent at 29. Um, so my experience of being a parent, it was 29 years old uh, or 25 from what you could remember. So that's 25 year old information. Um, so straight away, I'm working with out of date material there. Um, so just having the right awareness and, and having the right expectation management, I think is a good way of putting it. So looking at where you're at and being aware of where you're at and saying, right, I need to give myself the time to grow into this now. I'm not going to walk into the gym and be Olympic lifting on day one. I'm going to learn how to do things. I'm going to learn how to do the basics, and then I'm going to get better, and then I'm going to get uh, um, better again, and I'm going to keep showing up and, and doing what I can and control the controllables and move forward from there. But I, a lot of people find themselves, especially with being a parent, because it's such a high-stake thing. You've you've got a dependent on, on you know, like you've, you've got a, a small being who's completely dependent on you and, and it's it feels very very serious and it is very serious it's a it's a it's one of the biggest things you'll ever do um but at the same time you're not expected to know it but you are expected to learn like it, it's something that it's a responsibility now you chose to bring the child into the world it's up to you to find out how to do it in the, in the most uh, beneficial way to them possible yeah and if you're if you do have a little bit of imposter syndrome from time to time I think that's not a bad thing because it's obviously your subconscious giving you a little bit of a book. He'll say, "Here, you're growing, big man. You're evolving. You're 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 going on till the next stage here." And it's totally normal to feel a little bit of apprehension about this new role that you're stepping into, whatever that may be. But you're ready for it. So I think if. Uh, if having a, a regular or a, a semi-regular sort of zoom out on your life and an appreciation for the the work you have done to get to the point where you are, it does no harm. Because we're always so we're always very hard on ourselves. Like, would you speak to anybody else the way you speak to yourself? Doubtful. Doubtful. 
you would knock the face of someone if you were if you heard them speak to a loved one the way that you talk to yourself. It was um I heard I think it was Naval Ravikin or Ravikin. He said, if you can't and I've I've used this quote one at least once before, if you can't be happy with a coffee, you wouldn't be happy with a yacht. So don't be so hard on yourself and appreciate the the little wins and the simple the simple uh happiness from day to day because if you can't find happiness in your everyday you're probably not gonna ever really find true happiness yeah yeah absolutely like one of the things and i don't know if this directly applies here but one of the things that i get people working on in their first four weeks with us at the gym because people come in with grand expectations of themselves when they come to the gym and they, they they start out with the end point in mind and they start out with, this is what I want. And and, and you kind of have to, you have, you can't have to rein them in a wee bit because they're not going to get that in the first month. They're not going to even get that in the first six months. So you need to give them something where they can get their teeth into and they can feel like they've had an achievement and a win early doors. Because that win, that feeling of, of momentum is the thing that's going to keep them going. So one of the, the things that I, I outline in the first four weeks is, look, I consider your first four weeks a success if we can build up some consistency. If you can just increase your frequency of exposure to this environment and be here more often than not. So if you can get here two to three times per week for the first four weeks, that that's the sign of a good start. That's the foundation that we're going to build everything from. But if we can't get that down, then we're not going to have anything to build on because if we're just focusing on the weight loss or the, the gun show or the abs or whatever it is, if we're just focusing on the outcome at the end, then we've no measurable way to show you that success in the first four weeks. But I can guarantee if you're showing up two to three times a week for the first four weeks and then the next four months, then we're going to be a lot closer to where you want to be. And if that's how we're going to gauge your success, the washboard abs are going to be a wee step closer. Do you have anything there that you had queued up, lined up as um, things that you feel people should be doing more of that they're very aware that they should be, but they just don't? Do you have any more there? One of the things that, well, I looked at this slightly differently. I was sort of looking at uh, asking myself, why, nearly why am I still doing that, even though you said you weren't going to be doing it? So procrastination, I have a wild thing about procrastination. I think if it was a sport, I'd be a world champion. I, I'm nearly I'm nearly sure, like, and I'm, I mean, the, no disrespect uh, if you have got ADHD, but I think I've got a bit of it about me um, because I'm wildly easily distracted and I'm wildly easily, um, like, if I read something, I'll just go down a rabbit hole reading and reading and reading until I know enough about that to have a really good opinion on it. Like, uh, And then I'll usually send my opinion to you on whatever it is. <laughs> But procrastination is something that, like, if and to turn the question around, why are you still doing that, you dick? Like, instead of not, why are you doing that? Or why are you not doing it? I would say, like, to myself, like, why are you still procrastinating? Like, well, why, like, leave your phone away from yourself whenever you're trying to get work done or leave, uh, download some software that stops you from browsing on websites where you're just reading constantly. Um, 
it's one of the things that I I want to work on more this year as well. Like I didn't put it as a New Year's resolution or anything like that there because I wouldn't even know how to tackle it and put a put a finite structure around it just yet. But it's definitely something that I I I, I struggle with is procrastination and distraction. Um, I'm an avid reader, but I take the piss sometimes. Like I, I really take the piss sometimes. I'll be like, if I could find a job where I'm getting paid to read, I'd be a fucking millionaire. <laughs> Would you box that off as a destructive habit? I, you know, this like there's a saying I can't remember who said it. Like time, time spent. What is it? If you enjoyed what I, I'm butchering the quote, but it's if you enjoyed it, it's not wasted time because like, so the time wasn't wasted if you enjoyed the time spent. So I, I always enjoy, like I, I, I very rarely read sh- stupid shit. Like I'm, I'm always reading something I'm very interested in. Like I'm not going reading about the latest celebrity handling or anything. Like I'm, I'm usually reading up on a topic that I'm really interested in or that maybe at some point and down the future and down the line might be beneficial to me. But often it's pulling me away from the thing that I'm actually supposed to be doing in the moment. Um, So it, it's semi-destructive. I wouldn't say it's it's going to be the ruination of me, but it's probably stilting my progress as a productive human being more than it needs to be. Yeah, we could do a productivity hacks episode. I've got a, I've got a couple of workshops coming up in the next six to six weeks to two months delivering productivity. So I don't want to give the whole thing away, and <laughs> but I will. Um, I think In we the could probably way, just... do a checklist of of productivity. Um, pointers that people can implement from day to day and hopefully then things like procrastination and just the whole the whole um, energy management system because productivity is really just maximizing your your output whenever it's at its peak and then giving yourself opportunities to, to decompress and, and reload to go again so yeah we might do a, an episode on productivity in a couple of weeks time but here we're near wrapping up so i just i know we've still got one more podcast before your fight night but i'm gonna and maybe you don't want to do this but i'm 99 sure your opponent won't be listening will you give us an insight into how you're gonna win the fight what's your tactics how i'm gonna win the fight, I, I'm going to hit him more often than he hits me. Um, <laughs> and that's my plan. And no, I said, I've said this to you many times, like about my glory days are behind me. So I'm not going in there to try and hurt anybody or knock anybody out. Like, the way I look at this is it's a fundraiser for a football club, but I'll be going to win this fight on points. So I aim to hit him a lot more times in the scoring areas than he hits me. Um, Fair enough. I'm looking forward for a bit of I'm looking for a bit of banter with I'm looking forward for a bit of banter with the crowd as well because I'm I'm being lined up as an absolute sir. Your public enemy number one. I hope villain here. I'm going to have to get a clahar jersey for you. You need to be walking in with a clahar jersey on to really rail up the locals. Forget the clahar jersey. Do I have a Do I have security to get me to the ring and out again? (laughs) We'll get we'll hire the bouncers and bring bring you up for the ring walk. They'll be throwing. They'll be throwing drinks and pints at you and popcorn and all the oh, rest. A good crack. I'm looking forward to it. And tickets are tickets are still available. Tickets are still available online, I believe. Oh, not many, hey, uh, not many. But it will be. I wasn't in the inclination or the mindset to encourage people to go there. But if anybody is interested in going to watch Nile fight, 
just send me a message and I'll send you the link. There is not an awful lot left on, on last count. I think there's only about 50 tickets left. So if you're interested, it'll be a good night and it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be a ruckus slick. It'll definitely be, it'll definitely be a bit of mayhem. Absolutely. I, I plan to cause a stir. I plan to <laughs> start the, start the whole chaos. Absolutely break the crowd and, uh, really ham it up like. Yes, WWF style, right? We'll uh, we'll wrap it up for this week's episode. We're four days late. You had the worst inter- internet connection we've had in 45 <laughs> episodes, but we hopefully covered a few things there that's going to make you think, as tell fuck, why, I am, why am I not doing that? Why am I not doing those things that the lads just laid bare there? So thanks for listening. Next week, Nell will be back in his gym and we will have a much cleaner audio for you to listen to. If you're by chance a new listener off the back of last week's podcast and you have somehow made it to the end of this podcast, I would (laughs) encourage you to go back and listen to some of our earlier ones. Otherwise, have a nice weekend and we will chat these.